Hey, my name is Cheryl Witten, and this is the Aromatherapist Podcast. My newest book, Essential Oil Dilution Guide, is the antidote to confusing aromatherapy instructions and bad recipes. This is the book you need to undo everything you've learned on the internet. In this book, Essential Oil Dilution Guide, I explore how to use essential oils safely. You can learn with me about essential oils and allergic reactions, irritations and sensitizations, phototoxicity, methods of application, types of carrier oils, how to dilute by age and health condition, the right way to ingest essential oils, contraindications for pregnancy, epilepsy, children, and more, and the aromatherapy secret everyone wants to know, the blending formula you need to finally properly calculate your own DIY recipe or blend. Essential Oil Dilution Guide is available now on Amazon. Oxidation is a problem in aromatherapy that you didn't know you needed to pay attention to, so let's talk about it. So if you've been listening to the podcast for a while or you've heard me talk and teach about essential oils, you've probably heard my explanation for what essential oils are. So essential oils are volatile aromatic compounds that come from plants. These compounds are made usually of carbon and hydrogen, as well as nitrogen, sulfur, and oxygen. And the different ways these compounds are arranged create something called a constituent. And each essential oil is made of hundreds of constituents. So you might know some of them, things like menthol, eucalyptol, limonene, linalool. These are things you've probably heard of. As a side note here, people tend to call each of these constituents an essential oil. So they'll say all of the plants essential oils, like plural, but this is incorrect. This is actually not how you talk about essential oils. All of those constituents together make up one essential oil. So all of those compounds, peppermint has menthone and menthol and menthofuran and like hundreds of other constituents, All of those exist in the plant, but together they are one essential oil. But I digress. So essential oils are hydrocarbons, compounds made of carbon, hydrogen, and nitrogen and sulfur. And as you use your essential oils, they become exposed to oxygen. This happens from atmospheric oxygen, so the oxygen in in the air, and this causes essential oil degradation. But you also have an oxidation process in your body, and that's part of your metabolism. It is called redox which stands for reduction and oxidation. So this process is a transfer of oxygen and other compounds in in the metabolism process. So reduction means a loss of oxygen and oxidation means a gain of oxygen. So we need oxygen to survive, but too much oxygen actually is not good for our body. Oxygen can actually cause damage to your body. So this redox process is actually a natural process that happens constantly in your body. And a product of this redox process is called reactive oxygen species or a free radical. And you've probably heard about that before. So these are highly reactive molecules or unstable molecules that have oxygen and unpaired electrons. So because they're unpaired, they can donate electrons, they can pair up with other things. And so that is what makes them highly reactive. So your body normally gets rid of these. But when you have too many of these free radicals accumulating, these cause damage in your body. And this is called oxidative stress. It's one of the causes of aging, chronic disease, cancer, and other problems. So how do we get rid of free radicals? Well, one of the ways is with antioxidants. And you've probably heard about that a million times too. 
And antioxidants are compounds that are stable enough to donate an electron and neutralize the free radical, which then can help stop its damage. You have some of these in your body naturally that already do this job. Enzymes like superoxide dismutase and catalase. You have glutathione systems, glutathione itself, melatonin, uric acid. We also get antioxidants in our food, things like vitamin C and vitamin E, for example. Plants are also a source of antioxidants. Part of this comes from the flavonoids, also called polyphenols, in plants, which are a huge class of like 6,000 plus different compounds in plants that interact with your body and can neutralize free radical. And you typically get these from your food. Essential oil compounds also fall into this category. So why is this important? Why do I wanna talk about oxidation and essential oils? Well, there's three things that I really want to discuss. First is the degradation of essential oils from atmospheric oxygen and how that affects your body. Second, the breakdown of oxidation of essential oils internally and how that affects your body and your natural oxidation process in your body. And then essential oils as antioxidants. All right, let's talk about this degradation. So all organic compounds degrade over time. With essential oils, this tends to happen when they're not properly stored. So when they're exposed to heat, light, and oxygen, this changes the chemical composition of the essential oil. So oxygen reacts with some constituents, usually monoterpenes, and changes them. For some constituents, this turns them into allergenic sensitizers. So what does that mean? Over time, as the essential oil is oxidized or encounters oxygen, the constituents degrade or change and then become irritating. So they can irritate your skin. So for some oils, they're completely safe for your skin while they're fresh essential oils. But after you've had them for a while, oxygen can change the constituents. And so then you use it and you can get a rash. Compounds that are particularly sensitive to oxidation are alpha-pinene, limonene, and delta-3-carine. Those are some of the biggest culprits. But there's something else to this that you need to know. There is a kicker to this. If the essential oil has antioxidant constituents also, those constituents can actually help stop the oxidation process or slow it down. So then all of those constituents together, the essential oil doesn't break down as quickly. And we've talked about this synergistic effect of of constituents before and the quenching effect. So some constituents in essential oils can quench or negate or block, is another way to say it, the other effects. This is what can happen with oxidation. The best antioxidant constituents are eugenol, carvacrol, and thymol. So if an oil has limonene, for example, plus eugenol, it might not actually oxidize or degrade quite as quickly. But there are some oils that are very rich in limonene, alpha-pinene, and delta-3-carine and don't have those other antioxidants, so are highly sensitive to oxidation. And citrus oils are particularly a problem. These guys degrade very quickly. Because they oxidize quickly, or relatively quickly, they can irritate your skin. Some constituents also lose their effects over time because of oxidation. So some studies show that antibacterial effects of lemongrass constituents was reduced when it was majorly oxidized. So that is something that we have to think about. So why do we care about this? First of all, what do we do about it? 
Well, if you have essential oils and you don't store them properly, there's a couple things that can happen. First, you can very quickly cause skin problems just by not storing your oils properly. That alone can really wreak havoc on your skin. If you DIY products without proper storage and without the use of antioxidants, your product will oxidize. So this can cause skin irritations, which obviously is very important for your own skin. But if you are a professional formulator or you have a brand, an artisan brand, where you formulate products for for sale, that is also very critical information because you could actually completely have a problem with your skin products um, for other people. So it's very critical information. So what do we do about it? Essential oils and oil products should always be stored in dark bottles in a cold area with the cap on. So one study showed that when lemon oil was stored at 25 degrees Celsius with the cap off for three minutes every day over 12 months, the monoterpene content went from 97% to 30%. But when they, they tested it at five degrees Celsius with the cap off for three minutes once a month over 12 months, there was very little degradation. The, the key points there are the temperature of where the essential oil was stored and how long they had that cap off. So it wasn't, in the second example, it wasn't every day, it was only once a month. So that's maybe not how you're going to use your essential oil, but it's very key about making sure that cap is on nice and tight and keeping it in a cool room. So some people actually store citrus oils in the fridge to help with that problem, which is totally something you can do. After 12 months, you should probably consider your citrus oils oxidized, especially if you're not storing them in the fridge. Like essential oils don't go rancid the way a vegetable oil does, and they technically last forever, but they absolutely will do this. They can absolutely become oxidized, and there's just no sense in causing your skin irritation. So this is really, really important if you have sensitive skin. Other essential oils might not be quite as quick as that. They'll last for years before they really have any problems. But you will notice if you ever have little tiny like one milliliter, two milliliter bottles uh, or sample bottles that you use or travel with, you will notice that if you leave that in there, it very quickly will evaporate out of that little bottle. So you don't have to throw out oxidized oils either because you can still use them in your cleaning supplies and you can still use them in the diffuser. They're safe to use that way, but just be careful with them on your skin. I'm quickly interrupting this episode to tell you about one of my favorite essential oil brands, Mountain Rose Herbs. Organic and non-GMO fair trade essential oils and herbs. So right now with the spring coming up, I start to see a lot of complaints in the lungs, the sinuses, there's usually a couple things they wanna do, which is to support easy breathing and clear sinuses and support the immune system. Mountain Rose Herbs Breathe Synergy is a great tool here. So we can use it with a carrier oil, apply it to the chest, or we can use an inhaler with this blend too. I also like to combine a respiratory oil with a classic true lavender to support the immune system. Since these complaints often stay around for several weeks, It's better to be gentle and use a low dilution, which means a low amount of essential oil and more carrier oil. Mountain Rose Herbs is a brand I have personally vetted. These are clinical level oils with results. So if you wonder what to use, I recommend Mountain Rose Herbs. And right now you can get 10% off essential oils at mountainroseherbs.com with code AROMAPOD10. And now back to our episode. So if you like to DIY your own products, the best thing you need to do here is to make small batches and use them up quickly. 
So if you don't use preservatives to stop mold or other problems, and you don't put in antioxidants to stop oxidation, your product is not gonna last, and you really increase the risk of having skin problems. So small batches, and use them quickly. And if you make, for example, your own blends, you make synergies, the more air you have in there, in your bottle, the higher chance you're gonna have of oxidation because there's room there for oxygen. There's oxygen in the bottle. So don't make a three milliliter blend in a 10 milliliter bottle, right? Use a smaller bottle so you have less room there. If you formulate professionally or you wanna have something that lasts longer, use an antioxidant. The product will still have a shelf life that once it hits that mark, you have a greater risk of having a skin problem, but this will help. And you'll see this in skincare products all the time. That's why your product has vitamin E or tocopherols in it, because it helps stop oxidation. Sometimes you'll see BHT. You can use rosemary as an antioxidant, but yarrow and thyme oils will also be high oxidant antioxidants. And there's some studies showing these are more effective than BHT as antioxidants. But you got to consider again there, thyme oils very, very hot or very irritating. So we've got to be careful with that. But this is why your, your products you buy have a shelf life, have all these, these other ingredients in them because everything over time oxidizes and then you're going to have a skin problem. Essential oils are prone to oxidation. So store your oils in a cool, dark place with a cap on. The fridge works for citrus oils. Don't leave any of your oils on the windowsill or in your car or in direct sunlight. Make small batches of products for personal use or else use antioxidants like vitamin E in your product and use them up quickly. And use your essential oils quickly too. Don't buy them and break the seal and then leave them to sit out either. It's just, you're just wasting your money, right? And essential oils are very expensive. So after 12 months, assume you might have problems with some of your oils, especially citrus and tree oils. Tree oils often have alpha-pinene in them. You should test your skin just to make sure it's still okay for your skin. And then if it is oxidized, put it in your diffuser or in your cleaner cleaning supplies instead of using them on your skin. Okay, so what about redox in your body? How do oils work here? So your body naturally oxidizes and reduces compounds to get them ready to break down. This usually involves adding oxygen to carbon, nitrogen or sulfur, or removing a hydrogen. So that's basically everything essential oils are made of, right? Oxidation happens in the liver, but it also happens in your skin, lungs, kidneys, small intestine, and in the placenta. The cytochrome P450 enzymes are some of the important oxidation enzymes. These enzymes can inactivate or detoxify some essential oil molecules and make them harmless, but they can also activate some and make them highly reactive compounds that can damage the liver. So this is why some essential oils that are high in certain compounds are generally not recommended for use. Remember the natural antioxidants your body has like glutathione? Glutathione is a protective antioxidant in your body and basically it sticks to toxins and free radicals and moves them out. This is a critical function in your body as it protects you from damage and DNA damage that can lead to cancer or other problems. A very small amount of constituents can potentially deplete your glutathione. This is not a good thing that we want to happen. This usually happens with essential oils when you take really high doses. So this can also, it's the same as drugs. This can also happen with drugs. When you take high and inappropriate doses of medications, they can potentially, some drugs can damage your liver. This happens with 
high and inappropriate doses of essential oils also, and sometimes with specific oils. These are usually the restricted oils like pennyroyal, which you can't really buy pennyroyal essential oil, but it can be other oils. But some essential oil constituents can stimulate glutathione and glutathione enzymes, which can help with your natural detoxification pathways. And I've talked about this before. This is a protective method that essential oils can offer. And citrus oils specifically, high in limonene, and other oils like Palo Santo, for example, are specifically helpful here. This is also important information to know when we're dealing with cancer, because while glutathione can detoxify free radicals, detoxify carcinogens, that's its job, it can actually protect cancer cells and can and can interfere with chemotherapy. So we don't always want to be stimulating this process. Sometimes it can be helpful. Sometimes it can be not so helpful. And specifically when you're in treatment. So sometimes it's nuanced. We have to, it's a good idea here if you're dealing with complex health conditions that you're, you talk to somebody who is trained and we can help you out with that. Just send us a message. But it's a good idea to have some guidance here. Some essential oils also scavenge free radicals called DPPH and neutralize them. So this is actually helpful for your body and again, protective for the body. These are essential oils like oregano, thyme, Dalmatian sage, peppermint, rosemary, pimento berry, melissa, bay, tea tree, pomerosa, laurel leaf, and marjoram. So that's a long list, but some really great essential oils in there. Other oils act like glutathione or vitamin C, vitamin E, uric acid, etc., as an antioxidant instead of stimulating glutathione and actually acts like glutathione. So that's really important mechanism of action also. So those are, can be essential oils like lavender, blue chamomile, rosemary, Dalmatian, sage. The oxidation process in your body also affects your skin. So photosensitivity is linked to free radicals and free radicals are central also to photoaging. So that's aging caused by exposure to sunlight. We already know that antioxidants in skincare help with aging skin, help protect against the effects of the sun on your skin. So some essential oils are antioxidants for your skin. And these are namely lavender and myrrh. And I would probably highlight myrrh here as being one of the key oils. So you can use it as an antioxidant for your skin. So when we talk about this then as antioxidants and we consume antioxidants in our food and we use them on our skin, people wanna know how do we use these? Do we ingest them? Do we take them every day like medical ingestion, the way you eat plants? So the answer here is really, it depends. If you're using them for your skin, then apply them to your skin. Make sure they're properly diluted so that you're protecting your skin, but you can use them in serums and things on your skin as an antioxidant, the way that you use a vitamin C antioxidant serum for your skin. If you're trying to use it for internal health, medical ingestion every single day, in my opinion, just for the everyday person, it's a good idea to talk to someone because health is complex. There's a lot of factors to ingesting essential oils, a lot of things you gotta think about, how your body actually digests it, how it affects your your gut health, the actually other medications you're on, the health of your body in general. As much as I am for medical ingestion of essential oils, I think it's a good idea if you have some guidance before you go and do that. But generally inhaling them 
Applying them to the skin, we, a lot of people use essential oils on the skin as a way to like relieve pain or to stimulate different areas of the body in massages, in the bath. Those are fine ways to use them and inhaling them. Inhaling has the least risk of always to use essential oils and you still absorb them through into your blood through inhalation. So it can still act as an antioxidant in this way. And applying them to your body can also have this effect. So using them in that way is still very valuable. And I would argue one of the better ways to do it without having too many interactions or problems like you would have from medical ingestion. So oxidation is a really important part of aromatherapy. It determines safety, but it also gives essential oils some fantastic benefits for your skin and for your overall health. We know that antioxidants are helpful for the body in neutralizing some of this oxidative stress. One thing to know is that antioxidants do seem to work best with other antioxidants. So we actually see in a lot of times that when you eat a food that has, you know, a bunch of flavonoids in it with vitamin C also, it's very high in vitamin C, that combination paired together works better than just one thing on its own. So when we're talking about essential oils, it might be a good idea to pair it if we're looking at your skin, for example, to pair essential oil, antioxidant essential oils like myrrh oil with a vitamin C in order to get the most benefit for your skin, the most benefit of antioxidants. So they have wonderful benefits for your health, for your skin overall. When it comes to essential oils as antioxidants, you just need the right balance and you just need to follow some safety guidelines. All right, beautiful people, thank you so much for listening today. If you feel so inclined, please subscribe, rate, and review this show. For show notes and more information on essential oils, please visit livelovelemon.com forward slash podcast. And we love to know what you're up to and how you're using your essential oils. So head over to Instagram and find us at the Aromatherapist Podcast. My name is Cheryl Witten, and I am your aromatherapist. We have to share with you this obligatory disclaimer. Information in this podcast is for educational purposes only. It is not a replacement for medical advice or for professional aromatherapy consultation. If you need medical care, please visit your physician. Speak to your primary care provider, pharmacist, and a qualified aromatherapist before commencing any programs.